Chapter 1 Do you think there could still be any grizzlies in the mountains? Cloyd asked. Up and out of the yellow pines they rode and into the aspens, their quaky leaves shimmering with the slightest breeze. Out of the blue skies and into the clouds and the rolling thunder. Out of the heat and the stale smell of the low country and into the wind-blown freshness of the high. In search of a lost Spanish gold mine. Up ahead the old man stroked the white bristles of his beard and rode on without answering. Cloyd knew that the old man was deep in thought. Walter wouldn't give a quick answer to his question about the grizzlies. Walter knew how important it was. It was the middle of August, and they were following the Pine River Trail into the mountains. Walter Landis led on the sorrel mare, trailing his four pack-horses. Cloyd followed on the blue roan, trailing four more. Around a bend, the old man had reined in the mare and was waiting for him to draw up alongside. "'Don't know about your grizzlies,' he said. "'That one you saw Rusty kill, it really could have been the last grizzly in Colorado.' It wasn't the reply Cloyd had been hoping to hear. He'd kept his dream to himself that there were others. There had to be. It was too hard knowing that if he had never talked about seeing the bear, Walter's old friend would never have tracked it and killed it. It wasn't something Cloyd could get over. He had boasted to the best hunter, trapper, and tracker in the mountains that he had seen a bear, a huge brown bear. Cloyd was surprised that Walter had mentioned Rusty's name. Maybe the old man thought enough time had gone by to blur the memory or ease the hurt. For his part, Cloyd was never going to speak the man's name. Words had power, and if he never said the outfitter's name aloud, he wouldn't be giving even an ounce more power to this man who had so much and deserved so little the man who killed the bear. "'Of course,' Walter continued, "'nobody's looked under every tree for grizzes. "'You've got to figure there's only one road over these San Juans "'in a two-hundred-mile swath, "'and that's Wolf Creek Pass way over above Pagosa. "'That's a lot of wild country, "'big enough to have hid that bear for twenty-three years. "'That's how old the lab in Denver said he was from the teeth or whatever.' Cloyd regretted that his question had led to talk of the dead bear and the man who killed the bear. He shouldn't have asked his question. It seemed the bitter taste would never go away. The red-haired man seemed to have gone away, but hating him, that had never gone away. Rusty never came any more to the farm on the Piedra River to check in on his old friend Walter. Cloyd understood why. It was because Cloyd was living at the farm. Cloyd was the only one who knew what really happened up there, high on the Continental Divide. Rusty would have known that Cloyd wasn't living at the Ute Group home in Durango anymore, hadn't returned either to his grandmother over in Utah at White Mesa. He must have heard that Cloyd had stayed at the farm to help the old man get through the winter. But he'd never come by, not even once. Cloyd still couldn't help feeling that the bear had showed itself to him on purpose.
because Cloyd was a Ute, because Utes and bears were kin, because Cloyd had found a turquoise bear stone by the burial of one of the ancient ones, and had named himself Lone Bear. There wasn't a day that had gone by that the grizzly hadn't come to mind, almost always as Cloyd had first seen him, standing at the edge of the meadow in the Rinconosa with the dark spruce timber behind, and big as a haystack. The bear was standing on two legs, flat on his feet the way people stand, four paws at his sides with those enormous claws. The brown bear was just watching him, squinting for a better look, his head swaying slightly.